Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, January the 7th in 2021 on Winter Rise. We're currently in year B and we're in the Baptism of the Lord Sunday week of the Revised Common Lectionary. And on Thursdays, we like to take a look at a New Testament text for the week. A lot of times it's in a New Testament letter, but today we're going to be in the book of Acts, which is kind of like that historical document that talks about the early church. And so we're going to be in Acts 19 verses 1 through 7. This is where Paul arrives at the city of Ephesus, one of the major cities in the Roman Empire at the time, and it becomes a newer epicenter of the church. There is ministry there. So we're going to read the first seven verses about that, even though a lot of that chapter has to do with his time there. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 17, and then provide a couple points for reflection. Then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's let our souls arise and be got together in a time of prayer. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the inland regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples there and said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul said, Into what then were you baptized? Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized a baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now there were about twelve men in all. This is the word of God for us. So Paul's journey to Ephesus is one of the critical parts of his missionary journey, his ministry journey, and it was important for him to go there because Ephesus was a large city and it connected to all these other little settlements in Asia Minor. And so Paul, as a strategic missionary, he wants to see if he can plant a church in the city of Ephesus. And if you read the rest of uh, Acts 19 and Paul's time in Ephesus, you know that he has such a great response to the gospel. I mean, not only are many people converted, but there's this outward expression of allegiance towards Jesus. There's even some confrontation with the powers to where Paul has to really watch himself in the city of Ephesus, Ephesus because he is threatening the religious economy uh, within this great city. And so this first initial conversation, we got to keep it in mind. What's Paul up to? Paul is not just uh, wanting to lecture about religion and theology, but Paul is wanting to create an outpost for mission in Asia Minor. Uh, a faithful church, a powerful church, a church with uh, just a deep, profound witness of Jesus, which will cause great things to happen in the earth. And so when Paul arrives, he, he does what he normally does. He tries to find a religious gathering and he engages people about the way of Christ. And so maybe this is a synagogue. Maybe this is just, I don't know, a well-known place where people who have religious uh, religious interests would gather. And so Paul goes there and he asks them a question. Did you, re- did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they replied, no. And that gives Paul the indication that perhaps they are not quite aware of this movement of the church has been going on through other parts of the Roman Empire. So they're kind of fresh to this conversation. And so Paul opens it up. He says, okay, and he must have a, some sort of an inkling that they're Jewish at some level. Because he asked them about baptism. Baptism, I mean, I mean, Judaism wasn't just the only religion that did a washing ceremony. But baptism was one of the critical pieces of, of their religious life uh, in regards to, you know, 
how one experienced purity, purification in order to join the community, and so on and so forth. And so asking the baptism question also alerts Paul further about what's going on in the rest of the religious tapestry of these individuals. And they said that they received the baptism of John. And so Paul says, this is the baptism of repentance, but it was leading to something else, leading you towards the way of Jesus. And so when they hear about this, uh, Acts says, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Paul placed his hands on them. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Okay, so what's going on here? Um, This has been a hotly debated passage. And if you're aware of uh, the arguments of baptism across the body of Christ, so when we should baptize, who qualifies, who doesn't qualify, should we sprinkle, should we, you know, immerse, all that. We come to Acts 19 and there's a lot of debate that goes on in here. So what's happening? Once again, Paul is not just trying to win them over to a new view of baptism. He's trying to win them over to be empowered Christians. And empowerment for Christian service, as we have seen through the book of Acts thus far, is a trust in Jesus as the Lord of the world and an empowerment from the Holy Spirit to be the witnesses of Christ. So this happened in Acts chapter 2, this happened in Acts chapter 4, this happened in Acts chapter um, 8 and 9 and 10 and 11. So there's like this pattern of a filling of the Holy Spirit in order to be witnesses for Jesus. And so that's what's happening here. There is an inner trust, like an inner allegiance and commitment from the individual, and there's like an empowerment that rests upon them for the work of service. And this this carries a theme that we've seen before. If you look at Mark chapter 1, as Jesus begins his teaching ministry in Galilee, the crowds, they, they observe something, that Jesus has a new teaching and with authority. Like there's a weightiness about how he is teaching, which is over and distinctly different than the rest of the teachers in their community. And so what we would sense is that Uh, Jesus and those who follow Jesus inherit this tradition of being those who carry a great weight in the world as they share about their faith. And so this is what's happening here. And you'll notice if you read the rest of Acts 19 is that these 12 individuals, having had this experience with Christ and training from the Apostle Paul, they turn their city upside down. And so how I want to pray this morning, I just want to cut through all of the little disagreements that we might have in the body of Christ here and just simply settle on the fact that we all should strive to have the inner allegiance to Christ and the outward empowerment of the Spirit for the work of the church. And in doing so, we will see dramatic things happen in the world around us. And so I'm going to pray that God would fill us with this Holy Spirit and that we'd be empowered for works of service. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've drawn us into your family and that you've drawn us into your mission in the world. And I thank you you haven't left us. You haven't left us uh, without forgiveness of sins and you haven't left us to try to do your work without your power. And so I thank you that you give your power to those who wait upon you and trust in you. And I thank you for this neat little story about a group of 12 in the city of Ephesus. They must have felt overwhelmed and just uh, outnumbered and didn't know how to start or where to begin how to do it but i thank you that with the power of the spirit with the leadership of the apostle paul what a great work was done there and i thank you that at times even though the church today feels overwhelmed and maybe outnumbered and maybe misunderstood 
that we're not without hope. And so, God, I pray that you'd fill us with hope, that you fill us with power. Allow our words and our witness, the things that we do and the things that we say, that it would all add up to adorning the gospel of Jesus for our cities. And I pray that there would be a spiritual hunger that would begin to move through the streets of our cities, just like it did in the book of Ephesus, in the city of Ephesus in the book of Acts. That there would just be a craving and a, people's eyes being open to the truth and that that truth would set them free. So God, fill us. Start within us. <laughs> fill us with your Holy Spirit. Allow us to have a new, fresh experience with Christ. And I pray that our enthusiasm would help shape the world around us. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.